Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. We are on to week six, and joining me on the phone here, the head football coach of the Clarksville High School Wildcats, Coach Isaac Shelby. Coach, as always, thanks for joining us. No, no problem. Appreciate it. All right, Coach, as we know, we have two sponsors we always talk about. We want to talk about Sheepdog Custom, Inc., uh, one of our umbrella sponsors here. We want to thank Coach Conway and all he does for our program. And as well, we have the uh, we have Barker's Beef, who provides us with the T-Bone of the Week, Coach, and you have a nominee, and this is a repeat offender here. Yeah, repeat offender, Jamar Carnell. Um, really big hit. Uh, it was I think it was late in the second quarter. Um, we'd gotten something turned back to him, and he cleaned it up. You know, clean the pile up pretty good, but um, that was definitely the big hit, uh, big hit of the week for Barker Beef. All right, Coach. So uh, this one's kind of a, you know, it's one of those things where you know some things go right in our favor or some plays go the right way, and and this one could have been a little bit different. Uh, but we go on the road to Beach. It's our second region game of the year, and uh, we drop that one forty to seven. Uh, kind of give us some thoughts about what you looking back at that game and being able to kind of watch the film on it, what you saw, and what we could have done better. Um, I, we didn't really capitalize on some chances we had in the first half that. I think uh, I think kind of changed the game. Um, you know, Rayshon popped off that long run on the first play. Um, had he had he scored there, would have been seven points, and I think it was really close to it. And then we didn't end up converting. Um, you know, on fourth down there, and then um, had a really good drive in the second quarter, and uh, you know, marched it like 75, 80 yards down the field. And then Jamar reached into the uh, reached over the goal line. He was just trying to make a play. Um, probably shouldn't have reached in that situation, but caused a fumble and a touchback there. So it was kind of 14 points we left there. Um, just didn't do didn't do some things right defensively on the perimeter. Um, didn't didn't challenge blocks, and that turned into big running lanes. And and we kind of gave them some points there. So I mean, you just can't do that against a good team like Beach, you know. Um, and and we did, and you know, hopefully we'll play really well the rest of the season, and maybe we get a chance to go back down there in the playoffs and and kind of show that we're better than that. Yeah, Coach, I, I thought that as well. I mean, you really can't fault kind of some of those extra effort plays. I mean, it's just things that, you know, you, you know, you know, if the official sees it where maybe his elbow hit the ground first and the ball bounced out, you know, maybe that is a first down and we don't, you know, call it a fumble, you know. So, I mean, there's there yeah. are those moments like that. But, Coach, I, what what do you think your team can learn from a game like this? Um, I, I think, I mean, it's a young team. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's a young team, and uh, we just have to capitalize on the chances that we're given. And, and we didn't do that. And we've made a couple of defensive errors. Um, we've made a couple of defensive errors there and a couple of special teams errors on punt. And the, fr- the frustrating part on it is it's stuff that we work on every day. Um, we didn't align to a couple of formations correctly, uh, which is the first thing we do in practice every day on defense. And then um, we do kind of a unique drill in terms of our punt coverage and our kickoff coverage. Um, you know, working on not getting stacked on top of each other. And, you know, it's something we do a lot. And then for some reason we just got stacked on top of each other on a, you know, on a couple of punts and that led to big plays and we just didn't play very well. Yeah, that's, uh, that's something, you know, you, you drill it all week and sometimes we see it kind of come out and then all, otherwise it's not there. But one bright spot that we might be able to kind of talk about is 
Uh, I'm sure if you ask Jam- uh, Jamar, he's going to tell you he's a dual-threat quarterback now. He has a mm-hmm. passing touchdown. He leads our team in passing yards. Uh, mm-hmm. He also has a passing touchdown. He's the first player um, just kind of watching him do that and, you know, connecting with Robert Riley. And we, we talk about those, you know, that that junior class right now, the talent that's in there with Jamar, um, Davin, who's obviously not being able to see the field this year uh, with injury. But Robert Riley comes back, does really well. We're hoping to get Jamari Cobbs back as well. And we know those four guys are just very talented skills players. And to be able to see Jamar progress from, you know, just slowly getting a chance to get a little bit more confidence throwing the ball. What did you see on that play, and um, what did you think about it? Um, you know, it, it, it was definitely hard because our receiving core has been hit pretty hard on COVID, and, and Robert hadn't practiced until I – mean, he hadn't practiced the last 10 days. It just got cleared on game day. So um, but we've kind of learned it's it's been really hard to uh, – you know, when those guys come back from that, um, some of them come back from it ready to go, and some of them come back from it and – um, you know, and, and they kind of struggle through, you know, a game or two kind of getting their win back. Um, so we were a little concerned about uh, kind of overusing him a little bit, but um, made a really, really good play, battled for the ball, um, caught a contested ball, and then like burst out of the burst out of the catch and scored. It was really, really good. And Jamar kind of heaved it up there and, and Robert made a good play. But hopefully we can start getting some of those receivers back. And, um, you know, it, it, it's it's been – I think one of the most difficult things with, with like COVID is we haven't had our 11 starters since, well, not just COVID, but we haven't had our 11 starters on offense together um, since the end of the first quarter of the McGavitt game when Robert went out with a thigh injury. Um, every game since then, we've been missing one or multiple, and we just haven't found the rhythm that, that I would hope we would have found. All right, Coach, you have any final thoughts on Beach that uh, you may not have touched on here? Um, we just, you know, they're a really good team. Um, you know, they're, they're a you know, classy organization, a really good program. It's got, you know, state championship DNA in it. And, and when you go down there and you make the mistakes we made, you know, that you're not going to get the result that you want. But, you know, hopefully we can play really well. Um, you know, maybe we can uh, – Get a get a win in the playoffs in our sister region and get a chance to go back there. I think that'd be pretty neat for our kids to go back there full strength and 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 you know kind of show that you know we're better than what we were Friday. All right, coach, we're going to take our first break here. When we come back, we're talking about the game that I like to call the Isaac Shelby Bowl. So we're going to talk about that. We're playing Northeast this week. Stay with us. We're going to have more from Coach Shelby as we talk about our upcoming opponent next. And welcome back to segment two here of the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. Ethan Schmidt joining me on the phone. Coach Isaac Shelby. Coach Shelby, uh, I call it the Shelby Bowl, the Isaac Shelby Bowl, because for those of you who might be first-time listeners or you don't know about Coach Shelby, um, Coach Shelby played at Clarksville High School. Uh, When he graduated, he went away, came back, uh, and kind of got into the ranks here uh, during like Coach Schneider's time as, as a head coach. You were working as um, receivers coach, offensive coordinator at one point, and then you kind of uh, found a, a great outlet to go over to Northeast and eventually become the head coach there. You've had some great runs at Northeast with some great players, um, uh, all great guys. We've, you know, now you being at CHS, we've been able to meet some of those guys and um, just really great guys. But again, you came back to Clarksville High School uh, and you've been able to kind of coach at your alma mater here. So uh, I always call it the Isaac Shelby Bowl, but what does this game actually mean to you knowing that you, you know, know both these communities fairly well? 
Um, it's always fun. You know, it, it's two it's it's two different communities inside of one community, but um, you know, it, I I had a good time there. Um, you know, there's still some people that I know there that, you know, younger brothers of guys I coach and cousins and 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 stuff like that, and, and it's it's pretty neat. Um, it's uh, it's definitely a fun one. It was a little nerve wracking at first. Um, you know, after after switching back to partial high, it was it was difficult to coach against the players that you coach for a couple of years. But um, most of those guys are most of those guys are gone now, except for some little brothers and stuff that we still coach against. All right, coach. Uh, you know, I I, I think that's got to be something because I remember you know when you were over at Northeast your first year was my senior year of high school at Clarksville high school. Uh, so I remember just kind of, you know, we end up winning that game against you guys. And it was probably the last time I think CHS beat you guys before you took over as head coach there, uh, when you're still doing uh, the coordinator position. But I just kind of remember looking over there, um, and just seeing you and running over there. And, you know, I, I know it was kind of that same feeling. Cause it was like, man, we really wish coach was over here, you know, uh, during that time. And then, you know, we've had the opportunity when I was still calling games to, run into each other and you know when you came back to CHS and whatnot and I've, I've watched you coach at Northeast so I know it is definitely a, a weird feeling you know to, to see that and I'm, I'm sure you kind of felt the same way the year you left so uh, and then you know coming back like you said but what goes into a week like this because you know we talked about the Rossview rivalry uh, we talked about the uh, the rivalry of Springfield we talked about the rivalry with rivalry with Dixon um, but this has been probably I don't even want to say probably. This is our oldest rivalry in the city um, mm. between city opponents, between you know Montgomery County opponents. You know what kind of goes into it for you being a former player, coaching in it, coaching on both sides, and and just knowing that there is kind of that rivalry between these two programs. Yeah, it, it's definitely a big deal, especially with people that graduated in the like the eighties and the nineties. Um, you know, I know Northeast went on a little run there. Um, you know, in the mid nineties where they were you know, super, super good with Travis Stevens, Mark Skildersleeve and some guys like that, you know, but um, it's just, it, it's just interesting the way that, um, you know, the, the school, like the school system builds schools and the way they split schools. And, you know, it definitely created a, a, a big rivalry, um, <clears throat> definitely created a big rivalry uh, with that era. Um, when I moved back to Clarksville, that was kind of our big rival when I was in high school. Nobody really knew why, but, um, you know, Clarksville Northeast was Clarksville Northeast at that time was um, Clarksville Rossview before Rossview was a thing, you know, I mean, it wasn't just football. It was big in football. Um, you know, the you know, the Ted Young Al Cooper era was was huge in basketball um, Two really, really quality teams that battled for a couple decades there. And, um, you know, it's just a, it's just an interesting deal. Um you know, it, it's definitely a fun one for sure. Yeah, definitely uh, brings out a lot. And you and you mentioned some of those big rivalry games, and you got to look not only where they're football players. I mean, you got to think of some of the greats that have played in that rivalry game in football um, and, and in basketball as well. Just uh, in the past twenty years, I mean, but it goes back further than that. Oh, hundred percent, it does. You know, but I mean, it's you know the 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 Trenton Hassel, um, Sean Marion time with. Uh, you know, back and forth to Northeast, you know, even the, you know, the Brock Gillespie era of basketball that was, that was super back and forth to Northeast. It's just been a good rivalry for the city, um, you know, the whole time, like just since, since Northeast inception. 
All right, Coach, so I, I know everybody wants to kind of know your insight here. What what should we be looking for from Northeast? I know they obviously have a lot of great speed and, and athleticism, but you know, talk a little bit more about what we should see from them on Friday. Um, they're, they're super athletic everywhere. Um, you know, the, the, the receivers are scary. Um, you know, Des Ford's an incredible player for sure. Um, they've got a lot of good running backs. You know, uh, Tyke Splanton touches it a lot. Cam Athey, uh, Chris Allen, um, the quarterback, does a good job distributing the ball. Um, you know, defensively, they, they're, they're long, they're athletic, they're rangy. Um, you know, they run the alleys and, and, and they get you tackled. Um, it's just it's, it's, it's a really good team. We're going to have to play, you know, quite a bit better than we did last week to, to have a chance in this one. Coach, and I know a lot of people might think about this because the last time we saw Northeast um, during the regular season, it was a blowout. Northeast just kind of made some – just kind of was able to run the ball kind of at will against us. And then, of course, in the playoffs, make some really good adjustments. It comes down to a two-point game. And and just kind of losing that one on the road at Northeast, they eventually go on and lose in the next round to Henry County. Um, I I guess kind of, you know, what – I know a lot of players are obviously going to look back at those two games and, you know, this is a, a game where they obviously want to win because they do have that bitter taste in their mouth. But, you know, how do you keep the emotions at bay with your team? You just got to play it play to play. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's a hard part. You know, I think they did a really good job um, in the first game um, with the big back that they had. We didn't tackle him very well. Um, you know, and I think our I think our kids did an incredible job after that. Um, I think our coaches did a good job formulating a plan to – to kind of work to their strengths to get back in that in, in you know in that playoff game after we beat Mulford and and get it back to a much much closer game kind of the same way you're talking about going back to beach if you get a chance to do that but um, we made it a lot lot tougher in the second game um, you know couple plays here a couple plays there maybe we win that one but we didn't you know um, it, it's just a play to play thing uh, in terms of emotion to me absolutely coach. Uh, um... Also, I know you're probably – I mean, you do still want to have those guys that kind of have that bitter taste in their mouth as well because, I mean, you know, that kind of drives them to play well. Um, but, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. You know, you do have guys whose older brothers and, you know, everybody is, you know, kind of moved around the county. So you probably have some guys who've played – you know, their dads played at Northeast and now they're zoned in Clarksville High School or, you know, vice versa. You know, how do you how, – how is that kind of a dynamic that you look at uh, when you look at some of your players? I mean, it's it's interesting. We definitely have a bunch of that, and you know, I had it at Northeast too. You know, it's um, it's just keep it's where they keep changing school zones, you know. But um, you know, we've got some players that dads are Northeast alumni, and they have the same way, and um, it's it it just adds to it. You know, it adds to the rivalry, it adds to the competitiveness, it adds to the two communities. You know, it, but it, at the end, you know, like we we're at the I was at the JV game tonight, and I was or, and I was trying to kind of wrangle my daughter a little bit, and I ran into Rakavian Portress's mom, and you know we sat and talked for a little bit, and you know about how he's doing, and like he played for me at Northeast, and then, and then transferred and played for me at Clarksville High, and um, you know it's not a, um, you know it's it's not a, uh, it, it's a it's a it's a rivalry that is. Um, trying to find the word it's 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 a rivalry that is very very serious but it's also not out of control you know it's 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 one that um there's respect on both sides for both both parties i think and you know some of the other games we play in i don't i don't think we quite have that you know um but win or lose you know you you respect what northeast is doing and and they respect what we're doing 
Absolutely, Coach. Well, let's take our second break here when we come back. It's everybody's favorite time of the show here. We have three random questions to ask Coach Shelby, and he'll give us our responses. And you know, he, he doesn't like to hold back on things like Texas toast. So we're going to talk about little things here. Our three random questions coming up after the break. All right, everyone, welcome back to our final segment here of the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. We're into week six. It's Northeast week, and as we go through here, we're going to have Coach Shelby talking about his three questions. We're going to give him three random questions, which I did find out. I want to let you know I got some feedback uh, last week from multiple people. Apparently, there is a Texas Toast toaster. Is there really? Yeah, apparently there are toasters that are made with wider gaps for Texas Toast. I've been told by multiple sources that this is a thing. I've still yet to see one. Is I that on Amazon? I, I don't know. You might want to Google that whenever we get off here and, and see if it's on Amazon and, and yeah. see if there's who invented it, and we'll have the, the information. If somebody knows, they can always let us know as well. But, um, if that's on Amazon, I'm have that in 48 hours. <laughs> Okay, well, we found out Coach is a, a Prime member here. Um, so oh, yeah, definitely. Like Amazon Prime, big, big Amazon Prime guy. <laughs> All right, Coach, let's go ahead and jump in here and talk about three questions here for you. And in the past, we've talked about um, your least favorite animal, and we found out one of them was a goat, and I think that, you know, the other one, you didn't like house cats, um, yeah. and then penguins were also one of them. And then we went to Stewart's Creek, and they had a goat. We saw a house cat, like a field cat, running around. And we were like, if we see a penguin here at Stewart's Creek, like we know something's up. Like they must have done it. I think there was probably a kid dressed as a penguin in the crowd. So I think they were listening to episode one. So we're gonna terrible. do we're gonna do this differently this time. I want to know what is your favorite animal. If you look around and you look at the animal kingdom, you know what's your favorite animal? Um, favorite animal to me is uh. I, is probably chocolate lab um you know that, that just kind of man's best friend um they you know just just incredibly smart dog um you know uh it's I, it's one i've been trying to talk my wife into getting for <laughs> for quite a while um but i keep getting uh i don't i keep getting no traction on that at all um you know we've had a since, since we've been married we've had a couple different cocker spaniels so she's that's kind of our, uh, like, kind of our mid-range dog. Like, she wanted a small dog, and I wanted a big dog, so we settled on uh, um, Cocker Spaniels. But I'm a big chocolate lab guy. I do think, I do think, um, I, you know, you kind of couldn't obviously have one of these, but um, kangaroo having the pouch, I think, is really cool. Um, just, just didn't like. That's the only animal that like God made like that, um, except for maybe possum. I think possum like is that possum have a pouch? Uh, I think so, but I know they do carry their young, so they yeah. actually carry their young on their back. That's what yeah, I think it's called a marsupial or something like that. But yeah, um, you know, kangaroo having a pouch is definitely, uh, you know, definitely a cool deal. Um, you know, I wish I wish more animals had pouches. It'd be kind of cool. Just carry stuff around. You know, it'd be like, you know, if you if you had. Um, you know, it'd be like if you had no pockets in your pants, mm-hmm. that would be super irritating. Right. But the kangaroo does have a pocket and it's, a, you know, it's one of the few that have a pocket. I mean, that's why we have hoodies too. Yeah. I love hoodies. You know, yeah. you can put anything in that middle pocket, you know, you can put, you know, whatever in there and you're, you're good. So, um, you know, I guess that's kind of like the kangaroo shirt was a hoodie. Absolutely. Yeah, that's actually uh that's a good thing. We're we we have been creating so many patents here that uh we might just need to call make a brand called Kangaroo Shirt and it's just hoodies. 
yeah, like but, anything with pockets is better. Like my wife makes fun of me, but like like cargo shorts, I know they're not like a thing now, but having those like both pockets on the side with those buttons, awesome. We keep all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah, I, I regret it on game day. Like I always wear like you know like nice like golf shorts is what I normally wear. Yeah. But then like okay. all my keys and everything's in my pockets, and it just drives me up the wall. And I'm like, man, if I just had other where to put them. I mean, I know I could like put them in a bag. But yeah. no, I understand that completely. I mean, those cargo shorts no, down there makes sense. Yeah, I try, I try my best to keep as many cargo shorts as my wife will let me. But my, like Lucy does know that there's stuff in there, so she will try to get in those pockets every time. Gotcha. All right, coach. Next, next, next question for you here. Um, you know, I I've always been. I mean, you never really see them unless it's like a do or die situation. But yeah. trick plays. I mean, you think of like. Boise State running that Statue of Liberty um, to beat Oklahoma years ago in the Sugar Bowl, things like that. Is there a trick play that when you see it, you're just like, this is like super ingenious? Um, it's funny you throw out Statue of Liberty, but um, I think the hook and ladder that, that – and Boise actually hit it in that game. The hook and ladder is one that's really, really cool. That I've, you know, it's, it's one that you wish – that you could get a chance to get in the exact right spot to run the hook and ladder. Um, but, but hook and ladder is pretty cool. I, I wish I've never been able to hit that. Um, never really been in a situation I could call it more than I think once. Um, but it's one I've never been able to hit, but you know, hook and ladder would be a hook and ladder would be the best one. I think to, to really execute in the game, to, to protect it, to throw it, to catch it, to lateral it and, and have all those guys that you know, all those guys touch the ball would be pretty cool. Have you ever uh, seen one that you looked at and was just like, "Who drew this up? Why would they have done that?" Um, the the one that Boise hit in that same Sugar Bowl, where it was all the way across the middle of the field, and they drugged the guy all the way across the backside lateral to him was 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 pretty neat. I don't know how many times you have to actually practice that <laughs> to hit it in a game, but um, but hook and ladder is pretty sweet. I, I like I would like to hit that in a game one time before I retire in like a big situation just to, you know, just to see. Gotcha. All right. Uh, final question here for you. Um, I know you said that if you could, you know, your dream would be get a boat and go and, and deep sea fish if you won the lottery. Um, but kind of talking about this, uh, are you more of like a beach guy or are you more of a mountains guy? Uh, beach guy for sure. Um, but, I've you know, I've spent – you know, I lived in Knoxville for a long, for a little while. Um, spend a lot of time up in the Appalachians there. Um, like it, it, it's definitely cool. Like it's it's really cool in the fall. Um, it you know it's cool in the winter. Um, it's 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 definitely a neat deal. But like you, you just can't beat the beach to me. Um, you know the beach is. Um, you know it, it's just it's to me it's a place to be. Um, you know I, I like the food there. Um, Lucy likes to make sandcastles. Um, my wife likes it down there. It's definitely the beach. I, th- I think it's the place to be. All right, Coach. Any final thoughts here going into this week? Um, you know, Northeast is super athletic. Um, you know, it's homecoming. It's going to be a hard ticket to get. Um, jump on Go Fan. That's definitely the easiest way to do it. I think. Um, you know, it'd be really cool for, you know, both of those communities to come out and really support this game because it's been a really, really good game for, like, the last decade. You know, it's one of those games that even if you think one team is, 
is way more talented. It, it, it always seems to fall down to, you know, a possession, possession or two. Um, it's just, it's just a, it's a good game to be in Clarksville. Um, you know, I don't know what there is, you know, better to do on a Friday night than watch, you know, old school Clarksville high versus Northeast. You know, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's a place to be. And, you know, I think both of those communities should come out and support, uh, you know, those local spots. Uh, I know it's homecoming and the dances that night and, you know, that kind of created some different things. But, uh, you know, it, it'd, be, it'd be neat to see both of the, both sides of that stadium full, um, you know, supporting their communities. All right, Coach, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it, as always. Nah, no problem, man. All right, well, that's another week here of the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. Join us next week as we get ready for our next region opponent as we go on the road to Hendersonville. That'll be on October 1st. Uh, we'll have a recap, of course, of the Northeast game and a preview of Hendersonville next week on the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. Thanks so much for listening to another week.